and welcome to Living Word Ministries. We're impacting lives and changing the world. Join us as we dive into the Word of God. Amen. The Bible says, For verily I say unto you, that whatsoever that shall that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. It says, therefore I say unto you, whatever things you desire when you pray, Believe in your heart that you have received them and you will have them. Amen and amen. amen. You know, this month the Lord has been teaching us on how to overcome or how to face the giants in our lives. And you know, whatever name we want to call it, we've talked about challenges, we talked about storms, we talked about, you know, temptations, whatever name has been given unto it. God has given us the power, the authority to be able to face those giants. You know, the Bible says, those who know the God they serve, they what? They will be strong and they will do exploits. And James 4, 7 says, submit yourselves therefore unto God and then resist the devil and he would flee from you. Last week I said, there's a reason why we have to submit first. Because when we submit to God, we have the armor, we have the, we have the power, we have the authority to be able to resist the devil. In ourselves, none of us can resist, resist the devil. And that's why we need God. And that's why we need the Holy Spirit that is indwelling in us every single day of our lives. We established last week that Every, from the day we get born to the day we go back home to glory, there will be challenges. There will be storms that we have to face. But the Bible says that we should be of good cheer. Jesus said it. He said there will be troubles. There will be trials. There will be temptations. But be of good cheer because I have overcome. He said the peace that I have on the inside of me, I have given to you. So that means that we have what it takes to resist the devil because of the Holy Spirit. And I think the first thing I said before we finished last week was, you know, when we face trials, when we face tri tribulations, giants, whatever word we want to use for it, don't run away. You know, oftentimes, you know, people face situations and the first thing they do is they stop coming to church. Oh, they stop picking up. Oh, that sister's uh, ah, that sister's calling. She's calling again. I'm not going to pick her call. Oh, that brother is trying to get hold of me. I'm not going to pick their call. There is a reason why God says we need to come together as a family. Do not forsake the gathering of the brethren so that we can strengthen each other, so that we can uplift each other, so that we can pray for each other. There is a reason why we are called the body of Christ. Amen? No man is an island. We all need each other. And we've just sang that song, Cast Your Cares Unto Him. You know, 1 Peter 5, 7. 
It says, casting all your, all, not just some. Not just some. Casting all your anxiety onto him because he cares for you. Resist him. Standing firm in the faith and in the knowledge that your brothers throughout the whole world are undergoing the same kind of suffering. So that means that every single one of us at some point in our lives will face challenges that we have to make decisions about. And that is why we need to renew our minds on a daily basis. Lord, what would you have me do in this situation? How would you have me tackle this situation? Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8 and 9. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8 and 9. You see, quitting is not an option. Amen? If you're a child of God, quitting is not an option. When you face a situation, to quit. It says, though we experience every kind of pressure, we're not crushed. At times, we don't know what to do, but quitting is not an option. We are persecuted by others, but God has not forsaken us. Aren't you glad he hasn't forsaken you? Amen. <laughs> it says, we may be knocked down, but we are not out. The Bible says the righteous fall seven times, and seven times they rise up again. Because every single time we fall and rise up again, we have learned a lesson. We have become stronger. Our faith has grown stronger. And that is why you find that certain people go through certain things, and they are not faced by it. Because their faith has become stronger in God. You know, we were talking about this on Friday. You know, we talked about when, when God told Abraham, take your son, your only son, that promised child, and go and sacrifice him. Yes, we're very quick to read. Oh, he obeyed immediately. But that was not his first experience. He faced storms as well. He faced challenges as well. But over time, because he kept on walking with God, God was able to strengthen his faith to the point that he knew. There were commentaries that said he knew that even if he puts that um, cutlass or whatever it is to the neck of Isaac, that God would raise him back to life. What a faith! So every single day of our lives, we should be getting better. The word of God, the Bible says, is progressive. If we're, in, if we're in the same spot that we were last year spiritually, if we're still in that spot today, that means we have disgraced the God that we serve. We should be going forward. We should be upgrading we're very quick. We upgrade other things. We upgrade our phones. We upgrade cars. We upgrade a lot of things. Let's upgrade our spiritual lives as well. I remember, I don't know how many years ago, Dickiness Naomi stood here. And that thing stuck with me. That the one desire she has is that every single year that she comes and stands and thanks God for her birthday, she will proclaim that she has got better and grown spiritually. And I thought, wow, that's interesting. And I held on to that. I took that from you. 
I'm not paying royalties though. You're my auntie. But that is what we should be doing. You know, we cannot control our chronological age because we grow, but we can control our spiritual age. And that is why when the Bible says, as your days are, so shall your strength be, so shall your faith be also. We need to keep on growing. The day we, don't, we, the day we stop growing, we start dying. We need to grow. You see, life can get really tough and very quickly. But with God, we, ha we have the strength. We have the hope. We have the power. He says, I've given you power. I've given you authority to trample. Not just to resist it. Actually to trample upon serpents. So what is it? I mean, no one's, no one's going to see a serpent and stay there. But he says, I've given you that power to trample upon serpents and scorpions. <laughs> Those of us, well, we're all from Africa. Scorpions, you don't want to mess with them. But God has given us power over the most dangerous of things. So why are we fearful? Why are we fearful? Isaiah 43, 1 and 2. Don't allow the stronghold of fear to take hold of you. When we are faced with trials. It says, but thus, now thus says the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob, O Joan, O Josephine, O Rita, he who created you, Oh, yes. Yes, exactly. That's what I'm expecting us to say. He says, he who formed you. He formed you. He says, what? Fear not. He says, for I have redeemed you. I've already done it. It's not that I'm going to do it. I have already done it. I, you can take that word and hold on to it. Not only that, he said, I have called you by name. Hey. Do you know that there are, some, there are some names that I was named when I was a child that I've even forgotten. But God knows those names. He says he counts, he knows the number of years. Yeah, you know what? When, when Sister Josephine walked in this morning, I felt like asking her, how many strands of fear. Eh? But God knows. I formed you. He says, even before you were formed in your mother's womb, I know you. I knew you. Jeremiah. <laughs> before, before we even go and do those pregnancy tests, he already knew. He's like, why are you wasting 15 pounds to go and do pregnancy tests? Uh, <laughs> I've, already, I've already given you a sign that uh -uh, the, the food you like to eat, you don't like to eat it as much. I've given you a sign. Now you're going to spend money. You still want to find out. That is the God that we serve. 
He knew, the, he knew even before my parents got married how many children they will have. Ah! We serve a faithful God. And he goes on to say, listen, hey, be at peace. Be at peace. When you go through the waters, I will be with you. Not if you, he says when, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. Amen. He says when you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. We know the story of the, uh, of the Hebrew boys or men. He was the fourth one in the fire. He says the flame shall not consume you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is our God. This is the assurance that we have. And it's so comforting to know that in the midst of our challenges, in the midst of our trials, in the midst of the temptations, in the midst of, you know, us being hurt, in the midst of us feel, feeling that we've been rejected, God is still there. He says, call upon me and I will answer you. God is waiting, arms open wide. He's there to fight our battles. I don't know what battles you're going through. I don't know what battles you've come out of. I don't know what battles you're going into. But God that knows is already preparing you to overcome those battles even before you get into it. He's there to fireproof you. He's there to waterproof you. This is my new phrase. It would end in praise. Whatever it is, is not the end. It would end in praise. Romans 8, 28. It says, and we know. Do you know? Do you know? And we know. If the Bible says that we know, then definitely we do know. And if we don't know, then we better go and read the Bible again. Because God is saying to us that we know. Hallelujah. It says, and we know that for those who love God. That's the catch. For those who love God. Not just anybody. Because God expects that if we love him, we would dwell in his word. And if we dwell in his word, then we have, we have the assurance of the promises of God. It says, for those who love God, some things will work together for them. Pardon? All things. A-L-L. -L. All things is all things. We work together. I mean, all those... <laughs> It's interesting, all those things, all over the place. God will bring them together. I said to someone, was it yesterday or the day before? I said, the stuff that I had been through over the years, that I felt that I was being done an injustice. Now I look back and I can see how God was putting everything together for my good. 
You see, God said, I share my glory with no man. So he knows how to orchestrate things. You know, moving you from one place go to another, to another. And all those different people that you meet, some of them rob you off the wrong way, but part, he's also using those people. Because when you go through certain things, you get stronger, you get wiser, you shine your eyes. All things work together for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So we're convinced that every single detail of our life is being woven together to fit into God's perfect plan. Because God has a perfect plan for each and every one of us. He says we are his lovers and he has called us to fulfill destiny, to fulfill purpose. You see, when we, even when we don't think he's working, he is working behind the scenes. The song says the Father is working even when we can't see it or we can't feel it. And this is why our faith is so important. We have to learn to trust the Father, knowing that during the seasons that we go through, he's there. The Bible says he pulled us out of the miry clay and set our feet upon the rock to stay. My brother and sister, what are you going through today? What are you going through? There's a song that says, this is how you overcome. You overcome by worship. You overcome by praise. You overcome by prayers. Psalm 92, 1 and 2, it says, It is good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your steadfast love in the morning and your faithfulness by night offering unto him praises from our hearts so if you're currently in a stormy season if you're facing any giants no soak yourselves in the word of God let the word of God be your anchor tie it around your neck from when you wake up in the morning till you go back go to bed at night let the word of God continue to ring in your heart. That is how you overcome. I love music. I love singing. I'm sure you know that. I've said that many, many times. When I'm going through a storm, I pull out the CDs. I start to sing. I start to praise. I start to worship. Because there are times that you go through those storms and you cannot pray. Don't let's deceive ourselves. You cannot pray. And that's why I said to me, worship, praise, they minister to me. Because when you take the words off the screen and you interject those words into your heart, they are prayers. So when we're going through storms, one of the ways we can get out of it is to worship God. To praise him. We need to remember that he created all things. Everything. 
was created for him and by him. Colossians 1. It says, for, him, for in him all things were created. Things in heaven, on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. What a blessing to know that, you know, Christ is always around us to uphold us, to pull us together. You know, we sang that song, he would uphold us, he would sustain us, he would protect us, he would provide for us. He is all things to us. Closer than a brother, Jesus is to me. He never fails and is not about to fail us now. You know, God is not pleased watching us suffer. And that's why on Friday we said there are, there are some challenges that we cause for ourselves through disobedience. Or there are times that we don't want to let go of those things that are going to hinder us from hearing properly from God. Self-inflicted challenges. But even in those self-inflicted challenges, right, God is still faithful. Jonah had to go and have uh, three days of deliverance. But when he came out, wow, he was quick to obey. Thank God for, we have a God of a second chance. He's not pleased to see seeing us suffer. And that is why when we come back to him, yes, as we said this morning, there might be consequences, but his arms are still open. The grace of God abounds forever. Because he's crazily in love with me. Don't know about you. Right, he's crazily in love with me. Too much, oh, excess love. Huh? Lamentation says, I, but I called, I call this to mind, therefore I have hope. Do you have hope? I do have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are what? New every morning. And great is your faithfulness. And this is my portion. Hallelujah. Is that your portion? Indeed, it is our portion as children of God, as the redeemed children of the Most High God. He says he collects our tears in a bottle of remembrance. So whatever it is that we're going through, the Bible says, though the mountains depart and the hills be removed, but my steadfast love shall not depart from you. The message version puts it this way. It says, for even if the mountains develop legs and walk, and I've never seen a mountain that works, but even if it happens, and it works. And the hills fall into pieces. It says, my love won't walk away from you. Hallelujah. My love will not walk away from you. Your husband could walk away. Your wife could walk away. Your children can disown you. Your parents could disown you. But my love would not walk away. Ah. When my father and my mother forsake me. You know, there are children 
out there that their parents just gave them up. They couldn't take care of them. There's a lady that I've been trying to, I was trying to help her find her mom. And she said a few years ago, she tried and she got a letter back. Supposedly from the mom, which I don't believe, saying that, I know about you. I gave birth to you, but I don't want anything to do with you. And she said to me, mom, it hurts. I said, don't believe it. I said, even if she said it then, we are going to pray. But even when that happens, I said, you have a heavenly father who will be your father and your mother. Some of us, our parents passed when we were young, but God raised people up to ensure that we do not suffer as a result of that. So uh, these scriptures should remind us that we have a faithful God. We have a God of promise. Hallelujah. You see, God's favor upon our lives far outweighs anything that we might have done. And that's why we said, look, look at Moses. Look at David. Look at all the stuff that did. God was upset with them, was he not? But even after that, and I still find it hard to comprehend with my tiny little brain that despite what David did, uh-uh, not only did Jews, hey babes, come here now, right? Let's see me in my room. And then you took her husband, her husband and said, uh-uh, forefront of the war. Uh-uh. Double wickedness. You should have just left the guy alone. But what did God say of David? Uh-uh. It takes, it takes the grace of God for you to be able to have a clear understanding of that. But God is basically saying to us, no matter how bad you think you are, why did God use Rahab, woman of the town? Jesus met the other by the well. He said, even number five that you are staying with is not even your husband. Eh? But did she not proclaim the gospel? Uh-uh. Apostle Paul Lunko. He was on a mission, full-time mission. Only God knows how much he was being paid for it. But God still used him. So God's mercy, God's love, God's grace far outweighs any anger. He says, my anger is just for a moment in time. But my love is forever. So, when we go through trials and we even feel that we have inflicted it on ourselves, let us know that the mercy of God is still available for us. I mean, look at the case of uh, Elijah, the one that called fire. Hey, fire, come down. In one chapter. The next chapter, what was he doing? He was running away. <laughs> 
He wanted to kill. Ah, take my ah, God. Mm-mm, I'm done. Take my life. So it takes us being continually in the presence of God. Nothing is off limits to Him. And that is the only way that when we go through any trial, when we go through any situation, that is the only way we'll be able to overcome. That is the only way. Don't let your circumstances distract you from what God is speaking to you in this season. There is hope and there is help available. God is always working things for your good. And he's always speaking. You know, I've said this time and time again. You don't have to do life alone. You don't have to. You don't have to rely on your own strength. You cannot even rely on your own strength. God is with you. And he will keep you anchored. Until the storm passes. And he will keep you anchored. Until the next storm passes, and the next one, and the next one, and until he returns, he will always keep, to, keep us anchored. Is it that song that says, with your anchor hold in the times of storm? Let our anchor hold in the time of storm. Because we have a God. You know, oftentimes people have a plan B. I'm going to encourage us. You see, the moment we start to focus on plan B, we don't allow plan A to work. Let them be one plan. And that plan is God's plan for our lives. When we don't quit, when we know that it's either God, it's either you or nobody else. Let him be the only plan that we have. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Fear not. Fear not. I'm going to finish with this. Romans chapter 5, verse 3 to 5. He says, and not only this, but with joy, let us exult in our suffering and rejoice in our hardships. Knowing that hardship what? Produces patient endurance. And endurance produces character. And, and proven character produces hope and confident assurance. It says such hope never fails. Because God's love has been shared abroad in our hearts through the Holy Spirit. Amen, amen. And that is why we can sing, my hope is built on nothing else but Jesus' blood and righteousness. God bless you. Amen. If you were blessed by today's message, why not share it with a loved one? And as always, stay connected by visiting our website at www.lwmi.org.uk. We hope you were blessed.